Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, was salatu was salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu brothers and sisters. And Jazakallah khair for joining us for the weekly online Friday circles arranged by members of Hizb al-Tahrir. Hizb al-Tahrir is the only Islamic political party that works tirelessly day and night to establish the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth by establishing the Khilafah. Brothers and sisters, before we start, can I please request you to share the Facebook and YouTube page with your friends and families. The more can join, the more will benefit bi-idhnillah. So brothers and sisters, as you may be aware of the recent situation that's been taking place in the USA, the land who gives examples of how great their history is, how great their country is, Hello. of how well Hello. organized their ruling system is. The country Hello. who invaded their own ruling system onto others' land, they imposed their system onto other lands, and how it showed the world that how it gives justice. But really, if we compare all that to what's been happening in the last few days, few weeks between Biden and Trump, is that what we see? <clears throat> is that what we really see? The justice of that land, and this is how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran: When they are told, "Do not spread corruption in the land," they reply, "We are only peacemakers." So, brothers and sisters, today's topic is democracy exposed. And I, I will invite my brother, Brother, brother Muzammil, who will discuss this topic. And after that, we will have an opportunity for any questions and answers you may have. So please uh, stay tuned with us. And before I pass it over to Brother Muzammil, can I please remind you again to share the Facebook and YouTube page with your friends and families. Jazakallah khair. Brother Muzammil, over to you, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Now, the... the I'm going to like, take this. I mean, it's, fair, it's a fairly new topic now, so the, the time to, to prepare for this will actually be quite short. Now, the point of view I would like to kind of make from, from this, the whole situation is this, is that for the last kind of 200 years, I mean, maybe even, even slightly more than that, that the, the West has kind of been the, the role model. It's put itself forward are the role model for the rest of the world to follow. And we see that, and what we see, and to be honest, that is the reality at the moment, that every single kind of uh, elite from any from any of our nations, they look towards the West on how to govern. They look towards the West on, on, on even from from the, from the politics all the way through to the administration, through technology, to everything, in every sphere, they look towards the West. And 
the West kind of gave one kind of formula for governance, which is they gave they say right, states need to be secular. I when we what they mean by secular is that they need to make sure that religion or any religion has absolutely no kind of impact or any no influence on governance. Obviously, when we see states like India and these things, they then uh, their, that formula, the West kind of turn a blind eye to that through the through the kind of influence of Hindu right wing kind of on on that. But for the Muslims, they their 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 kind of dictate is and their ethos is that no, you have to be secular. The other kind of uh, uh, formula that, that the kind of a factor they give or variable they give is that they have to be liberal. What they mean by liberal is that a state it should emphasize and it should kind of make the most important aspect of that state or the, the, the personal freedoms of individuals. So the individual freedom is, is championed over any other kind of idea and the individual freedom is championed over kind of the, 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 the rights of the state and the rights of the, and the, rights of the collective. Now, we'll see the opposite to that is, is, is totalitarianism and, and, and well, Stalinism and these kind of uh, fascism and these kind of ideologies where, where the collective is emphasized over the state. But the West, in, 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 in general, they say, right, no, you have to be liberal. So as a society, you have to accept homosexuality. You have to accept a, 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 a kind of, well, any personal freedom that anybody, any, anybody desires to do, really. Whether it's that insult, whether that is to insult Rasulullah or any other kind of personal kind of expression that people have. The second thing is, and sorry, the third and last thing is, and they say, right, a state to be successful has to be capitalist. I when the, what they mean by capitalist is that a state it has to it has to have it has to emphasize the market economy. I things in that state, the economy of that state should be a market economy. It should not be a command economy like the like the like the at the socialist states. So these are basically the three kind of, the, the formula they give that secular, liberal, and capitalist. Now, what they say that these, that these three things provide a nation is that they say that it, it provides uh, governance, it provides stable governance. And what they mean by stable governance that, is that the state is not a failed state. And a failed state is basically a state where the transition of power from one administration to the next administration is not by is not via constitutional means. Now you will see this in many of our nations where the, where power is transferred from one state, one to one administration to the next administration, i.e., via coup or via some kind of revolution, some kind of uprising. Now that is what you call a failed state. That the constitutional means of transferring power haven't actually haven't have, haven't actually worked, and power has been transferred from one administration to the next administration in a haphazard or non-constitutional means. Now, <clears throat> the other thing that they say is that, that, that this formula provides is account what we call accountable governance. And accountable governance that is that your rulers are accountable to the people that they do. The governors are accountable to the, are accountable to the government to the governed, and in that way, what they say is that, or what they propose is that, the interests of the state of the people as a whole are taken into account. These are paramount. It's not the interest of one part of society, but the interest of the whole of society. 
but we'll see that that isn't, isn't really the case. Second thing is that the, the third thing is that with this formula, states are progressive. I, they, I, they, <clears throat> they find new and better ways of living. I, the old traditions, which are which 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 they say suffocate society, these are are, are are done away with, and a better kind of way of living is a, a more progressive, well, what they think, a progressive modern way of living kind of ensues. And fourth thing that they said that they claim that this kind of formula it uh, achieves is a technologically advanced society. The society become advanced, technologically advanced by this formula. Now. Really, that these are just suppositions. They are not actually the reality. Maybe the reality for the for the West, but it, there is one proviso in 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 all of this, and that is that <clears throat> this is this is true as long as somebody else is paying the bills. Now, really, <clears throat> the stability of of the of the West in the last fifty years. And, and beyond, I mean, maybe for that hundred years, has been bought by instability in the rest of the world, because to keep these, to keep these nations stable, to keep a, a, a decent amount of, of income coming down, that was called the, the, the that cascade, or as they put it, or, or is, is that a huge amount of money had to enter the top. So really, every, every, the rest of the world has paid their bills, and really, these people have that, they do have that mentality that they say, right. I mean, Tony Blair kind of spelled it out way he said that in the in the civilized world we use the we use the world of civilization. And what he meant by the civilized world is the U.S., Europe, Russia, and that is what they call the civilized world. But with the rest of the world, it, it, it's a jungle, and you and you use the laws of the jungle. So when we look at liberal democracies, liberal secular capitalist democracies, really they have been. An absolute disaster for the rest of the world, and we'll we'll talk about them in a bit. In that, in that, to keep their society stable and to keep a decent amount of income for their people, the rest of the they have they have instilled the most brutal and nasty dictators in the rest of the world. And these brutal nasty dictators are like your typical, you know, uh, uh, high street junkies. They will sell something worth trillions and billions for pennies. And you know, just like that junkie will steal a TV worth five hundred pounds and tell it for ten pounds just to get that hit. And this is what they what they've really done with the with the rest of the world. That 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 people that other nations have given away have given their mineral resources and other resources and their markets away to the West for made for, for just a few million dollars. They've given billions of dollars worth of assets for a few million dollars in, in the in the pocket of of, of, of the elite. Now what else have we had? What else have, this, have the West shown us? They've shown us right. They have shown us two world wars, and these two world wars, we have over hundred. We have about near enough hundred million dead. Now this is is directly the fruits of 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 secular liberal capitalism, where well, especially capitalism, where the competition between states it, it comes to a point where where war breaks out, and that war it, because because the nation has spread out, because these nations are in control of the rest of the world, that war spread out to the rest of the world. Now, we haven't had a third world war, and really why, the only reason why we haven't had a third world war is what we call the, the, the concept of mutually assured destruction. That the West 
have realized they'll they've come they've realized that okay if we have another war we are going to destroy ourselves and everybody else so we best kind of sit down and they've put various kind of mechanisms to try to put various mechanisms in like the eu and these kind of things that uh, try to prevent this this almost inevitable third world war now these are i say that what we call what we would call the the fruit of democracy for the rest of the world now for the west itself now we could talk about a lot of the of the of the of the social ills of these countries and we and these are, are actually quite obvious to us there are a huge number of social ills in these countries from i mean from for extremely wealthy countries we have an awful lot of homeless people and when we see the the well we see the issue with covid the there's a huge number of the dead and dying in these countries outnumber the outnumber the 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 mortality in in, in the in the third world by a huge amount mainly because the the elderly are on their own they have to fend for themselves so even a small fall or even a small illness they get dehydrated end up in hospital end up with covid and and that's it that's the end of it now but we'll talk about the issue now trump came to power in america four years ago but there are a couple of things that that brought him to power and these are what you would call the inevitable results of secular liberal democracy and the first thing that brought him to power is automation and the second thing is globalization now really these two things automation and globalization what they have done is that they have impoverished a huge number of people now the middle class in america not not just america even in britain Europe and, 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 and most of the developed world is in free fall. The next generation of, of, of middle class children are then they will not be able to afford houses. They will not be able to afford the house for themselves. They will not they will not have decent incomes. And people have realized that that this is the case. And Trump as in his in as all kind of populist leaders, they 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 promise to kind of reverse this. But really these two factors are actually within the 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 interests of the elite of 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 of, of western societies that it is in the it is in the interest of the elite that they automate their production they do away with human labor and they produce products much cheaper at a cheaper rate than they can sell they can increase their profit now and the other thing is globalization Initially, the, the the U.S. thought that because we are, uh, as they say, secular, liberal, and capitalist, and capitalists and and democratic, we have an edge over the rest of the world. And the rest of the world will never ever kind of develop because they are not these things. Because technological progression, it depends upon these on on these on these factors. But obviously, that isn't the case, is it? Now, when we look at the rise of China, it says China has become a technologically advanced state and neither is secular so neither is liberal it's atheist sorry so if it takes the secular box it's not liberal it's not democratic and it's not capitalist at all but it's managed to 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 progress as much to become a, a, a technologically advanced nation it's managed to become a, a, a industrialized nation and it's, and it's managed to become a competition for west for, for the west so now as you see before when we when we were young, when we had a, a full head of hair, 
that most of the items that we bought were manufactured in the West. But now most of the most of the items that we buy are manufactured in the East. Now, that has been a big shock to the Americans. And others and are the 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 biggest shock to the American and the American system is that the people who are benefited from these these things most are the elite, and they are not willing to share. And really, it's that it's that inability to share their wealth, it's the inability to to for the for the for the state to tax that wealth and and to bring that wealth back into circulation that actually bought the likes of Trump and not just Trump, a huge number of other kind of right wing populist. Uh, 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 leaders to power. So it's not just Trump. It's it, it Orban in 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 Hungary. It's a Freedom Party in Austria. It's the AFD in Germany. It's the it's the National Front in France. So, so Trump is not is not is not an aberration. It actually it actually fits into a uh, uh, it fits into a a a a. a a series of, of events that have occurred in the West. Now, this is what we call the ultimate kind of, the ultimate conclusion of, of secular liberal capitalist states, where you will have a immensely wealthy, immensely wealthy kind of elite, and the rest of society will get poorer and will, will sink into abject poverty. And we see that around us now, that even with this COVID kind of situation, that billionaires have added almost a trillion dollars to their to their wealth, while the middle and the lower classes have actually seen a huge fall in their incomes. And really, in these states, it is all about money. Even when we see the COVID vaccine, I mean, it is about money. Twelve dollars vaccine for, I mean, six billion people. It is a, a very hefty sum. Now, the end product of this, of this, of of of, of what we see. In this riot in America, is that Trump? What Trump has managed to do is that he has managed to erode the consensus in governance. Now, more than any laws, more than any army, more than any kind of security services, anything like that, what keeps our nation stable is that there is a consensus in the way of doing things. Uh, really, these kind of formulas, secular, liberal, capitalist, whatever, this, that, other, it's not really important. Why is the most important aspect of, of keeping any state kind of stable is that there's a consensus. Uh, the people, that the people who are ruling, and the people who are ruled, they come to a consensus of how things are done. Now, in America and these places, that the way things are done is that you is that is that you is that the well, the, what they would call the the rabble. The rabble choose from amongst themselves people who are slightly more sensible than anybody than 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 than, 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 the, than themselves, and then these slightly more sensible people will go to go to a chamber, and that chamber will choose will 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 choose the 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 the, the ruler, and this is how this how I suppose this is what the consensus that they come by, and then when the when the gov people want to change their their ruler, they will have a vote, and the one who loses that vote, he will he will he will. How should we, he will ceremonially move to one side and let the next administration in? Now Trump has kind of uh, eroded that that consensus, and that consensus has been has been eroding for some time. That this 
the view that the, that the state should be liberal is as 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 has been eroded for some time. People now there's a feeling now that the that capitalism, secularism, and liberalism is not working for the common man. And in fact, it isn't actually working for the common man. It's working for the elite. And and in reality, it was designed to work for the elite. So now that consensus in in the in the US had been eroded it, before. It would, it would have been unheard of that anybody would march to Capitol Hill and dispute the 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 the, the results of an election. It, unheard of. That would never would have happened because the consensus around how power is transferred from one administration to the next administration was absolutely solid. But now that I see that consensus has gone is, is eroding, not just not just in, in in the U.S. but across the across Europe, across the West. People do not really feel anymore that these states, that these, that, that this, that this type of governance is is suitable for governance anymore. It it, it, it will look after their interests, and it's quite. And people have kind of woken up to the to the fact that really this formula, secular, liberal, capitalist, democratic, it is designed to look after the interests of the elite, and the elite benefit disproportionately from this from this formula. Now, for the Muslims, for us. There, there, there are some lessons from this. The first thing is that is that the West are, is not a role model for us at all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا لَتَكُونُ الشُّهُدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ وَيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شُهُدَاءَ شَهِيدًا شَفْوًا شَهِيدًا now, really, is this situation is a very perverse situation that the West, with all their ills, I mean, and when we look at their ills, it's quite obvious to see their ills. They may hide it very well. I mean, I mean, I mean the Second World War is, 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 is still within living memory. Now, they have put themselves forward as role models for the, for the, for the world. And really, from the eye of Quran, that really it should be the Muslims who are who put themselves forward as role model for for the for the world. Now, when we look at our track record, we actually had stable governance for 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 centuries. I mean, the Abbasid was stable for six hundred years. The Uthmani Khilafah was stable for 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 for, for, for about the same. Now in. 1,400 years, really, we've had three main dynasties. We've had the Umayyad, the Abbasid, and the, and the Uthmani. And within that, they, they, we've had, we, have, we have had very stable governance. Now, these societies, for their time, they, they were very accountable. I mean, there are examples of many Khulafa who were removed because they were not fit for purpose. They were removed by, 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 by the other administrators in the state. Technologically and, and, and administratively, these are very progressive states. They weren't, they weren't backward states. They were well out of what they were. They were far more advanced technologically and, and mainly, but mainly administratively, from their Western counterparts. They were in, they were living the Dark Ages, and the main and the author, the main the the, the other idea that is that the the West is uh, the the. West is built on this consensus that, that, that you rule by this formula. Now, that formula is by no means a success. And it's important that, that Muslims, that we 
in our land that we build a consensus, uh, an opinion that Islam and, and, and the Sharia, that these are, that this is the way forward for us. And building that consensus on this, on this, on this, on this thought is probably the most important thing and most important activ act, uh, activity that all the, as, as Muslims that we can engage in. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. Yeah, no, 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 I'm still here, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, um, before we get into the question and answers, brother, uh, I've been told, can you centralize yourself a bit if that's okay, inshallah? Okay, so just towards, towards your right, the other side. No, sir. Jazakallah khair, Jazakallah khair for that. Okay, inshallah. Um, so, brother, we'll start with the uh, question and answers, inshallah, yeah? Inshallah. Okay. Okay, so, alaikum, alaikum, salam. The first question is from Brother Abdullah Dawood. Salam. Does the riot in America show that there is a change to come? Yeah, I mean, what is this? Like I said before, is is you right in America, as I said, the most important thing that we need to understand is that, is that like I said, is consensus. Now, states are built of consensus. There's a general agreement about how things are done. Now, even and that general agreement, it, it, it keeps the state stable. Now, once a state start, once that general agreement starts to be eroded, there will be a, a, a separation. Of, there will be factionalization in the society. You have factions forming in the society that do not agree upon how the state should be governed. Now, if you even now you could apply that you could apply that to the Muslims as well. That for fourteen hundred years there was a general consensus about how our state should be governed. Uh, it should be going with the Sharia. Now, once that consensus had, be, had gone, the Khilafah fell. It didn't fall because of any, 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 any other. It fell because that consensus had gone. There was no longer a consensus in the, in the, in the Ummah that this is how we're going to rule. Now, we see a similar thing in the West now with, with this riot. Really, for in America, for almost two hundred, almost two hundred years in the in the okay, you've been about two hundred years, I think, two hundred twenty years. Right. The U.S. state, there has been an absolute consensus that you have an election, the 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 loser concedes, and the 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 winner takes its place. That has been an absolute kind of consensus. Now, once that consensus is eroded, you start undermining the very basic and very just very kind of. The, the justification for that state, the basis of that state. But now it indicated that election is no longer a means to transfer power. Let me find some other way. So be a, so now you, you open that door to military coup, you open that door to revolution, you open that door to all kinds of different kinds of means of transferring power. So in that way, yeah, there has been, it, it did a change. Now this would have been unheard of. There no no way would people have gone there to Capitol Hill if that consensus of governance was strong. Mm. Now what you find is that even even people who are in positions of power, like senators and congressmen, they have they have they haven't really condemned that. They've almost condoned it. Yeah, and Trump definitely condoned it. Yeah. But really, it may seem that a small thing. Only four people have died. I mean, is that really? I thought really an earth-shaking event. Thousands die in the U.S. per day from gunshots, from shooting each other. But really, the, the, the main issue is that consensus has been eroded. 
Trump, not just Trump, the whole situation in America had already that consensus. Yeah. So, yes, it is a big change. Uh, we'll take another question um, from Mother Majid Razak. So, America and the West in general still seen as the yardstick for our politics, governance, and administration. Unfortunately, when comparing to the Muslim world, we are lagging very far behind. How do you build in the Ummah the mentality that there must be a shift from following the West? I mean, first thing is that with, that, is with the West is really, when we, look at, when we look at capitalism, when we look at capitalism specifically, even and, and democracy, well, they're not really very, very good forms of governance when measured absolutely. Now they lead to very, they lead to very poor decision making. They lead to, uh, uh, and when we look at the rest of the, when we look at the world as it is today, the world as it is today is quite a nasty place to live. Mm -hmm. I mean, in small, if we, if we take the West out of it, the West is basically living off everybody else's money. To be honest, living off, and for for Nora to get her, her pension in 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 in, in, in Sheffield in in, in in the UK. Armina has to suffer in Pakistan or, or, or Syria or, or somewhere else. Really, that's the way the world is. It's an affluence in one part of the world means poverty in, the other, in another part of the world. Yeah. Now, that isn't really a very successful form of governance for humankind, is it? Yeah. When, we look, when we are proposing a system for, for the whole of the world, you can't really do that. You can't have one, one, side, living, one side living off the means of everybody else. So... Yeah. The reality is that there isn't an alternative, there isn't a alternative on display. And that's really how people will make up their mind. People will only move from really in en masse from one situation to another situation if the alternative is there. Now, for, very important now for the Muslims, as I would say, is there's a step to creating the alternative, which is, which is to re-establish the Khilafah. Now, this is, this, is, this, is an, it's an ideological exercise. Now, all that Muslim, we have to show, in, and even may, it may even what you, what you, what you may even deem it theoretically, but, you, but we have to show that, look, we have a system of governance, which is Islam. This system of governance is far superior to that system of governance, that which, which they implement today. And that is ideology. I mean, it's done, it's done via lectures, it's done by leaflets, it's done by 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 means of mass communication, it's done by means of personally visiting people and talking to them. So it, it's all about it's all about communicating that what we have what we have to offer, what Islam has to offer, to to the rest of the world. Now, when I say what Islam has to offer, what I mean is that it, Islam as an ideology. Now, when we, we unfortunately these things kind of do kind of irritate me when brothers that they say all Islam has to offer is Hot dinners for homeless people. Mm. I mean, that's it. That's what we have. That's what Islam has to offer. Now, the ruling system, the economic system, the whole governance system, what, what makes sure that there is no homeless people, that is forgotten. Now, we have got much more to offer than that. We have got much more to offer than charity. We have a whole mm. political and economic system, social system to offer. And we Muslims, we should show that, yeah, this is what we have to offer. Now the books to, for these are available from our website. So you look at the Hizb Tahrir website, they're there. You can look at these books, they're on they're there to 
to be downloaded free of charge. And, just, and you can discuss these books with our members anytime to, to get some clarification. But the material is there, and this and, and we should show that this is what we have to offer. And it is an alternative way of life, an alternative system of government, an alternative system of economics, an alternative social system to what they have now. But there was a question that came to my mind. Uh, is that okay? It's understandable that Islam is not just charity. Islam is not just your personal ibadat, how some people perceive it. But some people say that what you lot talk about is something far-fetched, yeah, is a long term. In the meantime, I mean, nobody disagrees with that. We don't disagree with that. But in the meantime, if we can get little benefits, a bit of this, a bit of that, let's get along with that. When you get to Khilafah, we'll establish it. What, what do you say to those people? Well, um, well. To be, to be honest, is people is, is those people is is they have the eyes half closed. To be honest, it's a very, it's a very blinkered view of the world, and 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 really is the reality of change in the world doesn't that doesn't that is that isn't the way it works. Reality of change, the way change occurs in the world is that within a system of governance, within a, within a state, pressure builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and it and the but the change is actually quite sudden. So, okay, so the best example I have is that the Chinese Communist Party, I'm talking about modern, in modern times, that in 1939, there were nine people in its, in its general, in its kind of general congress. The Communist Party was called a congress, where all the people, all the members get together. And there were nine people in that congress in 1939. By 49, it was ruling the whole of China. Mm. Yeah, so so change is quick. Change happens quite quickly. Now, way the way change happens, and and the way the way lasting change happens is that lasting change happens upon the basis of a change in ideas, not anything else. A a, a government as a, a a government can come, a, a administration can, can can come and go, and they and they they may make some kind of superficial changes. They may change the facade a bit, but really it's not a lasting change. Lasting change comes when people change their ideas about how we govern, i.e., that consensus. And that consensus only that consensus is only changed when there is a discussion in society about what is the best form of governance. And really, people like all the and other groups they should engage in that engage in that discussion with people and build that consensus for the Sharia. Now, once that consensus is built, that the, 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 it's basically a change waiting, waiting to happen. The change normally comes quite rapidly, and this is borne out in in, in in the whole of in the in in in, uh, in whole of human history, from the from recent time we look from from the French Revolution till now. We've had many 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 revolutions in many 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 different lands, and change has been absolutely rapid in those countries, but all built upon a change of consensus, change of ideas. And this is my point with this with, with, with Trump. Is that even in the West there is a change in consensus that secular liberal democ capitalist democracy is not the best form of governance. Now that is a change in, in that. Now for all that Muslims, we need to, we should capitalize upon that, that questioning of, the, of this formula, especially in our in our own land, and say, I know, 
actually, this is an alternative form of governance. And once we put that forward, you will see changes, change occurs. Because change follows, change follows a change in ideas. Political change is based upon a change in political, in, in the ideas that surround governance. That's it. It's as simple as that. Uh, so we've got another question from the case in Ajib. Under secularism, we have seen a massive growth in technology and industry in a very short time. We, the Muslims, had centuries more, but never seen this kind of advancement. Some may say, does this show that th does this show there is some good in the system? Oh, well, to be honest with this, is the progress in the West has actually been it's 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 based upon something else really it's based upon two two issues really what what kind of uh, uh, spurred this growth first thing it's based upon is that the west it kind of ditched a, 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 a theological discourse and investing and then thought okay what we are going to do what are we intellectuals that are we thinkers they're going to do they are going to investigate the material world and then built upon top of that is that around about the, 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 the beginning of the of the, 80, of the of the 19th century, some gentlemen realized that, okay, you can make a lot of money out of this, i.e. science. You know, Abraham Darby is open coal, coal Brookdale in, the, in, the, in Staffordshire. He thought, okay, I'll, I will just investigate how, how I can make iron cheaper. So I did some experiments and, and he came to the conclusion that, yeah, I can use coke as a charcoal. And that was the birth of the Industrial Revolution. So really, the, in the West, it's been built upon an idea of an interest in the material world and the ability to make money and a capital from that interest. And that's how it kind of progressed. Now, that, that an interest in the material world is not exclusive to any particular ideology. Anybody can have an interest in the material world. Is that now, as long as you're discussing silly philosophical ideas. Now, the problem with the Muslims was that we were distracted with, with silly philosophical discussions that really we should not have been really been engaged in. Rather, we should have been engaged in the material world to, to how to better the, 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 the lives and the, and the state. And the, 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 the making of the, the, the acquisition of capital is not forbidden in Islam at all. I mean, it's fine. You, anybody can, can start a business and make whatever business they like. Islam gives, gives that, 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 that permission. Now, in various kinds of Sufi ideologies, that is, it's frowned upon. But these ideas are actually quite alien to Islam. It's, uh, 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 Uthman bin Affan and Abdul Rahman bin Auf were actually very wealthy people. And these are some of the, uh, these are uh, people who were of the Ahim al-Bashirin. Mm -hmm. So the, the poverty is not something which is prescribed upon us. It's not necessary necess that Umar has to be poor to be to get to, to get to get to Jannah. So really these ideas they are not exclusive to any particular system of governance, any particular thing. And Islam can can accommodate these ideas, no problem. So it was actually a misunderstanding of Islam that led to the decline of Islam rather than an understanding of Islam. Now, when we look at the West, really, it's the, 
the 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 purer that you the purer that you implement the ideology, the worse and nasty people's lives are. So when we look at Britain, when you leave when in the in Victor, in the Victorian age, the we had was neoliberal capitalism. I everything was left to the market, and we had a very nasty society. Which, it was a very nasty society. I mean, Charles Dickens kind of summed it up, doesn't it? They were basically selling their granny to the soap factories. Is that, that literally what they were doing? So when we look at that, when we look at, 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 at the situation of the, Muslim, of the Muslims, it, to, to summarize this point, it was actually a misunderstanding of Islam which led to our decline. But with the West, it's actually a pure understanding of their ideology their, and pure implementation of their ideology which leads to a very nasty situation for their for for their people. So here, that that is the main difference. I mean, like I said, is the the these ideas are not exclusive to any particular ideology, any particular belief system. Anybody could progress, and we have seen that in in a, in, a, in a, we've seen that bear fruit. I mean, I think the best example I can give you is Japan under under the under the under under the kind of the previous emperors. In, eight, in the 1850s, they were in the Stone Age, virtually. But by the end of the end of the, by the very beginning of the 20th century, they had defeated the Russian Navy. Progress of that rap, although, and they were not Western in any way, they still maintained their Shinto beliefs. So, like I said, progress is not is not linked to any particular ideology. Progress is to do with governance and good governance. The better your governance. The more you will progress as a nation, whatever ideology you 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 you, you implement. Right. Basically, as as somebody will say, it's not the question of that. We need education first. No, we need not to all. have certain institutions that educate our youth, and then to, to be honest, to, to be honest, bro, is is when people say this, they're just talking. It just it's just nonsense. The reason why it's so so much nonsense is even the very even a very cursory <clears throat> search on Google will show you that there is a huge number of, of PhD graduates in Pakistan across the Muslim world unemployed, mm-hmm. without employment whatsoever. Now you find people working in petrol stations in Egypt with PhDs. Yeah. So if it was education, if if it was, and in fact, to be honest. Is when you look around you here in the in the West, especially those of us working in the health sector, the NHS benefits from the education systems of other other nations. The nurses, the doctors, and so on and so forth are not, are, are from abroad. Those nations have, have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars educating these people, and these people are benefiting from those people from their education system. So, really, it's not about education; it's about governance. By establishing governance, and what what you govern by. Inshallah. So we'll take one more question uh, from Brother Nashad Naim. Would it be fair to say the only barrier for change in the Muslim world are the tyrant rulers who have been imposed upon us? Oh, me, I would I would disagree with that. I would agree and disagree with that. From the point that I would agree is that is that look okay. Yeah, these tyrant rulers are an, are a considerable obstacle in 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 the in change. But then, really, it is all the other ummah. Not just no, we have groups like Ifta Tahrir who 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 are on this 
we talk about cha political change, but really it's few or far between. Really, this this call for for political change, uh, and it should be widespread across the Ummah. I and it, there should be a consensus of what, upon what that change should be. And when we look at the Arab Spring, the main failure and the, one of the biggest failings of the Arab Spring was that all the none none of these nations, none of the of the movement in these nations, built a consensus upon what or I what that change should be. Now, if it is all it's for for the Ummah and people that groups like Hizbut Tahrir and other groups uh, that that we build this consensus that that the change it should be. From a secular state to an Islamic state, i.e., a Khilafah. Now, it is the it is the absence of that consensus which actually is the biggest kind of barrier to change. And once that consensus is built, they lead to nothing. They just they just brushed aside like 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 dust of a of of, of a mushaf. <laughs> Um don't see any more questions. Um well we'll take one more. <laughs> um well, a question from Brother Nabil Arshad and he's asking will Trump ever return as he seems popular? Uh, Trump is popular with a with, with a select group of people, but really why think it was Trump at this? Trump came to power on I thought you on the on the basis even of, of two issues, globalization and globalization, actually three issues, globalization, immigration, and automation. Really, the American public as a whole, they felt very threatened by the how, way the world was going. Now, the way the world was going was, was, was actually in the interests of the elite of the US. What they could do, well, actually what they, what, what they have done is that they have got, they have moved their, they have moved their manufacturing jobs from the US paying $20 an hour to China paying less than a dollar an hour, made the products in China and imported products, imported their products back to the US and sold off very much the same price. Okay, for the for the American state, it, it's been for the for the for the governments of America, it had a certain benefit in that it has it has stored inflation. Really, if they were paying, if you were paying £20 an hour to somebody to sell you a jeans, those jeans would be $200, even from Primark. Because the number of man hours that have gone into, into producing yeah. that. So really, they, 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 the government have allowed this, state allowed this for inflationary purposes, to, to store inflation. But what has ended up happening is that you, are, you have a, a huge number of very impoverished workers in China, in India, and in the third world, and you have a huge number of, 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 of impoverished consumers in the West. And ended ended up happening is that the, the Western consumers are borrowing money from the from the Eastern producers to buy their own to buy their products. This is the way the world is very the very upside down kind of kind of situation at the moment. Now in that the public on both sides, the general public on both sides is actually in, in, in a lot in a much worse position because you have impoverished workers and impoverished consumers now obviously that's going to have a reaction Trump was was that was the man who promised that to stop all of this stop all this automation stop all this kind of this this leakage of jobs that's abroad and but you know, he he annulled certain kind of 
the NAFTA agreement with 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 North America. You know, he, he got um, the U.S. out of these kind of free trade kind of agreements. He tried to make it. He was. He tried to kind of make, have a, a much more of a kind of of a of a of a, of a nationalist kind of policies. But really, that was not in the in the interest of the elite, and the elite wanted him out, and the elite got him out. Inshallah. Um, Alhamdulillah, it's been a fantastic topic to discuss. Um, just before we leave, Inshallah, if you could just sort of wrap this whole discussion like two minutes, just to sort of a, a home-taking message, what, what would you say? I mean, the home-taking message is this, is that liberal, capitalist, secular democracy does not work. It's been shown not to work. And it is about time that we, that Muslims and that, that Muslims that we present the reality of what Islam actually is to the rest of the world, and to show that right, this is the alternative, because people will only change when they see a working alternative, or when they see an, or the, when they feel that there is an alternative that will work. Either they will, either they feel that there is a working alternative, or they feel that that, that, that this alternative can work. Now it's about time Muslims that we that we. We offer to the rest of the world what Islam really is. An ideology, an ideology which has its, its political, its, 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 its social, economic, and every other system that human beings need to live. And we showed it in that manner. I mean, soup kitchens for, for the homeless are not the only thing that Islam has to offer. I mean, mm -hmm. I keep saying that point, but you know, Islam has much, 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 much more to offer than that. That would be my take-home message. For today's discussion. Um, brothers and sisters, uh, we shall take your leave today. Until next week, inshallah. Um, please, again, do remember uh, to share um, the Facebook and YouTube page with your friends and families. And please uh, have a an eye out to to have a look at the next week's uh, uh, Friday circle, inshallah. Uh, with that in mind, inshallah, please stay safe and we'll see you next week, inshallah. Wa alaikum assalam, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.